Are you going to start us off? I'm going to, I'm going to start us off. (laughs) Please note this podcast contains offensive GD language and adult themes. So like watch yourself. There's also lower deck season one, episode one spoilers. Holy shit. So you've been warned. (laughs) (laughs) If, if you're looking for ghost sex hotline phone numbers. <laughs> if you're looking for the latitude and longitude of the Perseid meteor shower in your area. <laughs> or a detailed <laughs> description of what's in my pantry. <laughs> Ooh, I kind of want to know. Detailed. Or, yeah, detailed. I'm talking expiry dates. I'm talking best before. <laughs> I'm talking sp- SPU codes. <laughs> <laughs> Or if you're looking for a podcast that teaches you how to make jello with kiwi in it and have it gel properly, because it doesn't work, or pineapple, then uh, this this is is not the podcast podcast for for you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Spooky ghost episode. 3D corner. I'm Sarah, that's Haley, and we're here to rock you like a hurricane. So good. Here I am. Okay, we can't do that. Yeah. Before we go any further, we would like to thank our sponsors, Fansets. This episode of Rewind is brought to you by Fansets, the place to get awesome pin collectibles. They have close to 200 officially licensed Star Trek pins to pick from with new ones coming out every month. See all the pins and collectibles they have to offer at fansets.com. Fansets! Our pins have character! And they tweeted out recently the following tweet. We will start having product for Lower Decks in a couple of weeks. Very cool. OMG. Oh my God, they're the best. Right? Yeah. Totally. Uh, Love them. Love them. Take my money, please. I'm actually going to start a thing now where I just send stuff that I want to uh, Juana Maria in LA to save on the shipping and let them just send a haul to both Brad and myself because Brad's always ordering stuff too. Yeah, that's really smart. Look at you. So kid. Who had a week hey. off, huh? Huh? Are you are you, huh? are you, you talking to me? You talk- <laughs> Speaking of you talking to I me. I know. <laughs> uh, I don't see it. Yeah. De Niro. Yeah, I had a week off. It was good. I uh, I did outdoor things. I climbed a mountain. I I did, I double kayaked. I So did- like you had like one leg in each kayak and you were working yeah. two or I don't understand what that means. I also lied to the people because the guy was like, oh, you guys know what you're doing, right? And I was like, sure do. <laughs> and do you want to see I, like, my kayak tattoo on my lower back? <laughs> I like was in the kayak to make sure that I was fitted properly. And then I just kind of kept sitting there um, and we were on the beach and, and John's like, Haley, I have to get out so we can push the kayak. And I'm like, I know that. And anyway. Oh, I'm just Jesus. being a drama queen. Yeah. But, oh, uh, but it was. It was so nice to just have a week off and we spent a lot of time at the beach and ate good food and watched, I got to tell you, we watched two crap movies. Are you ready for these movies? I'm ready. I'm going to say this and it's contrary to everything I've read on the internet, Knives Out. 
Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I don't. I didn't like it. <sighs> I don't know if I would. It's a very stylized style of movie. It looks like. Well, and I'm okay with stylized things. Like I'm, I appreciate like Baz Luhrmann type things, like Great Gatsby Wes and Romeo and Yeah, was like that's totally fine. This was just like it was not realistic in the least, and you couldn't even have fun pretending. And so mm. we watched that, and we just kind of said, "Ew." It's got a good cast, though, doesn't it? It's got a great cast. Great cast. So, yeah, it was disappointing. Anyway, there, I said it. The other movie that I didn't quite enjoy, and maybe this is because I haven't read the book, Interview with a Vampire. Mm, I haven't seen it since it was a thing to see that movie. Um, I liked it fine, but I don't think I'll ever need to watch it again. Yeah, and it was the same kind of issue for me. Like they just, they just like pounced right into the story as if I was supposed to know who Lestat was or care. And like at the very beginning, Brad Pitt's character, like his wife, dies or whatever, and he's like, "No, I want to die too." And then Tom Cruise is like, "But do you want to be immortal also?" And Tom and Brad Pitt's like, "Yeah, okay." Then I was like, "You lost me." Yeah. Speaking Any of vampires, use. I've been watching a bit more of the show What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, it's so good. I love Creepy the, paper. I love the energy vampire guy or whatever. I just feel like I know that guy so well. Like Guillermo? No. Or like the, the vampire the energy. The, oh, the energy the energy vampire. The vampire. Col- Colin Robinson. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. And he was so good on the office. Oh my God. So you know how I have, okay, I have some sort of, you know how people have face blindness or whatever, where they're like, I can't recognize the face. Mm. I have that issue when, when men change their facial hair. So I've been watching those episodes with, um, what's his face? What's his name in real life? I know this. Mark something. Yeah. Mark something. He was in Tim and Eric as well. Mm. Anyway, Mark Probst. Jeff Probst. <laughs> Survivor guy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But we were watching The Office and, and John's like, isn't that like Colin Robinson? I'm like, no. But he just had stubble. And I was like, oh, it is him. But like, it, I I don't know. Oh, Never God. seen him in my life. There is Zonia. Anyway, I do you have a, like, is that your favorite character? I can't, I think Laswell is my favorite character. I think it's Colin Robinson. I think, I don't know. I need to watch more. Like I haven't, I have a hard time knowing, learning characters' names when I watch a show kind of sporadically and I'm just kind of in it for the humor. There's only like four of them. I don't know any of their names. (laughs) All right. Well, I still don't know the names for like all the characters on freaking like Enterprise. (laughs) Like I'm still working. Oh, fair. There's just a lot in my head. Yeah, I get it. I'm slowly letting it leave now that I've written my exam. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. What else is up? Anything else? Mm, no I found some pickles that I was looking for Mm. I saw some lizards today I went to Dan's farm to get Mm. some green beans and their little lizards on the rocks the hot rocks cute we have tons of them at the house like Uh, no the dog chases them it's funny like the ones are like teeny tiny like the little yeah and then we have like fuckers that are big yeah (sighs) cool that's all I got that's all you got what have I got I did like a free couple of weeks on ancestry and did a little digging into my family history. Oh my God. I found a census from 1870 that had my great grandmother, Sarah Murphy's name on it, age three and her dad, James Murphy, who was from Ireland and they were on Camano Island in Washington state. And 
I can't find anything on her mother. All it says about her is that she's three years old and she's half Indian, half native. Oh that my was God. Color, half native. Yeah, yeah. I know that she went to St. Anne's. So I contacted the archives of St. Anne's because like they're closed archives. Yeah. Sisters yeah. of St. Anne's yeah. a convent in Victoria. Cause I knew that she came over to go to school there because her dad was wealthy. Like, and it was even on the census, it showed that he was one of the few people that had like land ownership or whatever, wow. but he died a couple years later. So she wasn't <gasps> able to be a student that had paid tuition. She had to like she got shipped over to Duncan, apparently, and they had it or oh my God. whatever, and that she was born in Seattle, 1886, yeah. but I've heard conflicting of born in Tacoma or born in Seattle King County, like in general. Okay. So there were so many tribes in that area that I can't yeah. find out how to find out because there's nothing about her mom anywhere. So like, why was she three years old with her dad and no no mom. mom was she either like still with her tribe or was she did she die from like smallpox because that was coming over a lot during those times but yeah i've heard i've heard Tulalip, i've heard snohomish i've heard skagit i've heard like there's so yeah. many so i want to see if i can find out more information but i don't know how so oh well just reach out to the bands or whatever no. um that's what i would do that's really exciting it was kind of fun to see like her name on like a paper from like that long ago 1870 that is so cool. yeah three yeah. Kind of fun. That's really neat. So I did that. And then, um, then I talked to my dad and I was telling him about it. So he started giving me names and dates of stuff on his side of the family and totally. saying, you should look up this, this, and this. So I might do that. Work is work. Life is life. I've been crafting. I got a lot of stuff coming. I'm making some crystals. I ordered like, I actually found like a rock shop that like ships real crystals. And like, I got a bunch of chips. So I think I selected about like five or six different types of stones. And then I got a kit from another place. And so I'm going to do, cause I have like a bunch of studs that I made for myself for earrings. So I'm going to make mm-hmm. a bunch more and like maybe do an Etsy shop. And then with all the freaking Star Trek crafts I've been doing, I'm like, maybe I should do an Etsy shop because of that too, because I keep yeah. making this stuff and like, there's not going to be craft fairs happening here anytime soon. Plus it's I know. Yeah. So, Oh, somebody that I used to, somebody that I work with that like Star mm-hmm. Trek, he, this is the power of the secret. This has happened now. It's still happening. I was saying, and I even tweeted it out about how I wanted this like shuttlecraft from the nineties that, you know, you could put the action figures in. The other day he was like, Oh, I I have this like shuttlecraft, like the back hatch is missing, but do you want it? And I was like, yes. Oh my God. So I'm going to get myself a free shuttlecraft. That's amazing. It still lights up and makes the sounds. I'm so excited. Oh my God. That is cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so now I just got to start tweeting out all this random stuff I want, you know, yeah. you know, I'll get myself a lipstick and I'll get myself <laughs> some like, you know, garlic press. <laughs> oh, I've got, have I got the garlic, garlic press, press for you? Do you? Well, do you need a garlic press though? Cause I have a really good one. Mine's all right. It's not great. I I'm going to get really you. Good one. Was it a Xylus brand? Should well. be. I'm going to get you that. <laughs> secret yeah what fuck there you go i'm gonna do it right now thoughts become things i just opened the door and it's there oh my god how did you do <laughs> it <laughs> um so i'm really excited for those two pieces to be added to my collection yeah so i'm gonna kind of keep this message going with folks is like hey if you're out junkin look for these things for me because <laughs> i yeah. have nowhere to go here there's nothing in victoria we're on a damn uh-huh. island there's only so many nooks and crannies and corners we can find yeah, it's true. Oh, and I won. Did I tell you, I won a comic book. Did I tell you this? Yes. It's, I haven't but picked tell it up yet, else. but it's like, it's a Walking Dead special release of the number 100, which is the first appearance of Negan. It's signed by Robert Kirkman and it's been sent for grading and it's a 9.7 sealed comic. So it's like, oh, bang. That is the coolest. It's so cool. Oh, my I'm life. so excited for you. 
it's been just raining stuff. I love it's stuff. It's raining stuff. Hallelujah. It's raining stuff. Every Okay. I've got some Star Trek gossip. I got some Trek gossip for you. Okay. We have a date for season three of Discovery. Yes. When is it? October 15th. Like this year? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. So like two months. Thank you. Excellent. Just over two months. October 15th, Discovery. Um, There's Lower Decks has just aired its first episode. Have you seen it? I have not. Now, okay. I'm sorry. Is this, I thought for some reason this was only CBS All Access, which I don't think we have access to. No, so. it's on, it's the same where you would have watched Picard. So sci fi, TV, or Crave. Oh, great. Yeah, okay. So it's Thursday cool. nights. Thursday nights, I think it was at six o'clock on the sci fi channel if you have the sci fi channel. Yeah. Um, of course. I and do so that's going to be running every Thursday. And by the time that's finished is when Discovery will start. So everyone's kind of freaking out of like, oh, we have 23 weeks of new Trek happening right now. Um, so the first episode came out and I saw that they were going to be doing like a special launch of like t-shirts and they're doing a t-shirt for every episode. And if you sign up to receive all t-shirts, you get a free t-shirt and they're all like, oh my edition. God. but it costs a lot of money and it's like American money. And I'm just like, eh. unless I can uh, law of attraction, those t-shirts to me for free in a medium, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was going to make a drink for there tonight. Um, a lot of people who got to be a part of the CBS, um, um, advanced Premier view and premiere. Yeah, yeah, they got shipped stuff like in the states. They got these cool like gift boxes. And Bill shared with me the recipe that they had included, so people could make themselves a Romulan whiskey because one of the characters refers to a Romulan whiskey in the first episode. And Ooh. so I have the recipe for you if you want it. And it's, can you um, tell me? Yes, I'm going to write it down. You. Yes, let me just. Um, Is it whiskey or whiskey? Whiskey. Okay. Will Wheaton's whiskey. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton's a good guy. Um, So we want some... uh, Oh my gosh, I just got to scroll. Here we go. Romulan whiskey. Uh, Two ounces of bourbon whiskey. Uh Uh-huh. One ounce of fresh lemon juice. Ooh, I got that. Half an ounce of simple syrup. Okay. I made some today. Yeah. A half ounce of blue curacao. Curacao. Uh, two Two dashes of Angostura bitters. Garnish with a lemon twist. Serve in a low ball or rocks glass with crushed ice. I like it. Mm-hmm. I have all the ingredients now, so I might make one tonight. Very nice. Because I bought some blue curacao, a lot, like bowls, like our version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowls. And then I have bitters as well. All right. Shake on. it all the ingredients in a cocktail shaker with several cubes of ice. Strain into a rocks glass. Add crushed ice to taste. Garnish with a twist of lemon. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yum. So um, that might just be something that I'll have to create and take a picture of it and share. Please do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a question for you, or I wanted to bring up a topic with you because it okay. got me thinking about kind of one of the reasons like while we're watching TNG or why we're even doing this podcast is because we're kind yeah. of looking at it from like an adult perspective as opposed to how we were when we were like watching it as kids and we were like, everything's like every episode is great. And, like, every, totally, everything's amazing. <laughs> everybody seems to be having a fair shot at life. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Nope. So I was watching, I've been doing a rewatch of deep space nine, mm-hmm. which is wonderful and I'm really enjoying it. And I got to try and get you into watching that show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it came out, <laughs> she made a face. No. Um, <laughs> it came out in 93. So I was 13. Yeah, and I watched the free the, the first three seasons like crazy, and kind of stopped as I hit my mid to late teens, as you know. Like, yeah, yeah, the same story. We, yeah. I moved on. 
So I never really had a desire to watch it again. And then, like you said, it gets really political. And so at 13, between 16, yeah. I'm not really into that, right? No. So um, now that I'm watching it again, I was like, holy shit, like this is so... I have such a different perspective on it for so many different reasons. Like when I was 13, I thought Dr. Bashir was like the cutest thing ever. And I loved him in season one and now I'm watching it and I'm like, what the hell was wrong with me? Like his (gasps) character is a problem in season one. He's like, you watch it and you just think at 13, like, Oh, he's just a cute boy. Who's just being annoying to women because he likes them. Like, you know, that's kind of how you're raised. Like if a guy's being mean to you or something, it means he likes you. And in the first season, like he's like super aggressive towards Dax like asking her out like stumbling over his feet be like are you sure you don't want to go out are you sure and she's just oh. kind of like not interested like not Fuck interested off. and then he's like in every corner like popping up for, like the first few episodes of being like oh like all That's into her good. and not taking yeah and you're the doctor like she has yeah. to go to you if she needs medical assistance and you're like being super creepy yeah and so I was just like oh like obviously his character gets a lot better and it's character development and it, and it is what it is sure I was just like she's not interested dude like leave her alone like if that was me i would just been like fuck off and yeah. then like when i was 13 like the, i always liked troy and dax because they're so pretty yeah and i wanted to be pretty because i yeah. was like awkward and chubby and bad teeth and headgear and all that stuff <laughs> and so i just looked at those characters as just literally something pretty and didn't really pay attention to their personalities and stuff right and then sure. and so i didn't like kira because i thought like oh kira's got like Short, short hair, boy hair, which I wouldn't yeah. want. And then she's like the super loud, aggressive one. And she's like, you know, she's the business, like, you know, tough one. Yeah. And, and now I'm just like, um, she's a total babe and she's badass and she's the best character ever. And she means so much for women. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, God, like what a difference. So as I was thinking about that, I was like, oh, I wonder what Haley's thoughts are on it. Cause I know we've tight joked about it from certain episodes, but like, is there anything that's really stood out to you with some of these TNG episodes? No, I, the same, I felt the same way. So Troy, so it's funny. Um, I always thought Troy was like the prettiest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't like Crusher as much. Also probably because I didn't like my own hair color, which is like this, it's like strawberry blonde. I, I just, and also like her makeup was so bad in that show. I mean, we talked about this the 90s, last time, yeah. but yeah, brown, everything. But, um, and now when I'm watching it, I can like still the makeup is bad and they're overdone and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's not so much that I'm paying attention to their personalities though. Troy is kind of annoying and self-indulgent a little bit. Um, and Crusher's more of a helicopter parent than I expected, but um, they're both pretty in their own ways. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and now I know the secrets like Troy has a fucking hair piece in like no one's hair looks like that. Yeah. Her eyes aren't actually black and stuff yeah. like that. But, um, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, and I am noticing, you know, as we've talked about before, like the sexism in the show. And yeah. Or it's how just um, so obvious and gross, but that's how things were back then. Like, it's okay. Yeah. The thing I noticed that people have mentioned before, and I never really saw it until I started watching it a lot of this stuff is how the only way they were able to advance the female characters was to have them be victimized in some way. Like how many times was Troy's mind probed and she was forced to do something or she was the victim or she had to be saved or even Dr. Crusher in the episode we're talking today is the victim. And it's the only way you can like, and that's why I think now watching, I'm so excited for Deep Space Nine is because like, it's such a dark show 
and I'm just like a dark, bitter person now as an adult. <laughs> like, not really, but like, it's just like, you get- It's the, more the, serious. It's more serious. Like you're seeing like the the Odo and Quark, like who love, hate, hate, love each other. Yeah. And that's just such a very realistic thing of like, the swindler and the cop like how do you become sure. friends and then you have like chief o'brien and like a really bad marriage who's miserable and you're like well that's relatable for people who have the stresses of trying to co-parent a kid and both have jobs and then you have like kira who's like this total badass who's just trying to like save her country that was basically like dealing with their own version of nazi germany because the cardassians had invaded them like it's just Ugh. it's actually like Oh my I, God. Like, I think as an adult, like I get it now why people love this show is that it's yeah. just so much more realistic and it's not all rainbows and ghost sex and ghost sex. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I ask a question about chief, chief O'Brien? You said chief, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's chief, chief engineer, engineer, right? Um, uh, the marriage thing is, is, are you talking about Keiko? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that they went downhill. Yeah, they, they do and they don't. I mean, they have a lot of fights and like, especially in the beginning, she hates the station, doesn't want to be raising their kid there and like there's nothing for her to do there and she's kind of like... Isn't she a teacher? Can't she just be a teacher? That's what she started to do there. She opened the mm. school and like there was, yeah, there's just a lot, but I think a lot of people kind of make comments about it. I mean, I okay. I see it's, it's very much makes me think of the same with like... Um, Breaking Bad, Skylar and him. Like, there's parts of you that it's like, I understand where she's coming from because at one point she had a normal life with a kid and now suddenly there's like danger and bullets everywhere and she's kind of like, uh, I didn't sign up for this. But at the same time, yeah. she kind of knew what was going on and she chose to stick around. So, yeah. you know, piss her get off the pot. But Totally. Yeah, Ugh. I kind of feel like... Part of me wants to be like, just give Keiko the benefit of the doubt and don't automatically choose his side because you like him. But at the same time, oh, yeah. it's like... Uh. Anyway. I, yeah, I get it. Okay, cool. I yeah. wasn't sure if, if it was the same same um, duo. Chicky? Yeah. Same Chicky. Um, so we did a really random quiz. Did you end up doing it? Uh, was it the personalities quiz? Yeah. Yeah. You did it? I did okay. it. Okay, because we made the joke about the Jackson Triggs, Myers Briggs, <laughs> Casey Biggs <laughs> test. And I was like, we should, we should do it because maybe we'll find out something about ourselves that we didn't know. So sure. why don't you tell me about what you got or give a brief <clears throat> overview for those listening that don't know what the Myers Briggs is. So Myers Briggs is a personality test that... Um, I think I first did it in high school, probably in like one of those like personal career and personal planning. Like, mm. who are you uh, when you're 16 <laughs> years old? Um, and also, what do you want to do with your life? You better choose now. Like, yeah. you're Jesus. not going to get into college, and you're going to be on the streets. <laughs> yeah. So in a van down by the river. <laughs> in a van. At least I own a van <laughs> yeah. near a body of water. Gas is um, expensive. It is. I just filled up today. Anyway, also, I'll tell you, as an aside, my car is like a fancy Honda Civic or whatever, right? Or it was when I bought it two years ago. Um, and the doors automatically lock after I've been out of the car for like a hot minute. Anyway, so I'm like putting in all of my deets in the uh, at the pump. And I go to open my gas tank. And it's one of those things where you just kind of, it's on a spring. So you just hit it and it pops open. It's not like a, anyway. Mm. It was not fucking opening. It was like clicking in, but not opening. And I was just, I'm like, what the fuck? And so I'm thinking, okay, like I'm going to get my key and like fucking pry it open. Like I need gas. What the fuck? And then I go back to, um, I go to leave and then, you know, the car unlocks. And I was like, wait, I wonder if it's to do with the car. 
be oh. locked because if the car is locked and it's that easy to get to the gas, like you don't want it. It was that dumb. I also <laughs> left my car. I left my car window open on the street in Vancouver and it rained. It rained harder than it's ever rained in August before. Oh no. Yeah. And you know, like, like on the side, like the little armrest with that little hole where you could put a chapstick or whatever. It was just fucking filled with water. And anyway, <laughs> it, nothing was damaged, but I just thought, like, for fuck's sakes. Anyway. Yeah, what's next? All to say, uh, the personality quiz gives you a four-letter um, sort of box that you fit into, depending on um, how you answer these questions. Mm-hmm. And so um, I am an ISFJ. ISFJ. J. So introvert... Um, and I already forget what the S stands for. Something. Sexy. Feeling judgment. Um, success. I don't know. Anyway, so the I- ISFJ, um, is called, uh, it, they call it a defender. Mm-hmm. I find, I find that odd because I often play a devil's advocate to a fault and that's not very defendy of people's ideas or opinions, but there you go. Pardon me. So for strengths about an ISFJ, I am supportive, reliable, and patient. I am imaginative and observant and enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. I am loyal and hardworking. Mm-hmm. And um, apparently I have good practical skills despite having zero spatial reasoning. And obviously <laughs> the, the face blindness, I can't, if you put on a mustache, you're a brand new person. Um <gasps> Weaknesses, I am humble and shy, so that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, apparently, I take things too personally, so fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> that one fits. <laughs> yeah. Um, I repress my feelings, apparently, and I don't know how to feel about that, and I'm not going to explore it either. No. That doesn't um, sound right. That sounds no. like me. No, I, repl- I, I repress... I repress unwanted feelings. Like I'll put them oh. in a box and then put that box in another box. And then I mail that box to myself. Anyway. Um, <laughs> in an email to the future. <laughs> yeah. I am reluctant. I am reluctant to change, which is kind of true though. I've had a lot of changes in the last few years. Um, I overload myself, which is true, especially mm. with work. And um, finally, my weakness is that I am too good natured. <laughs> <laughs> More like too good looking. Ah, cute. Thanks. So, what'd you think of it? Were you like super honest when you did the questions? Yeah, uh, you know, I've I've been um, I've always been an I. The I stands for introvert versus extrovert. Uh, back in high school, I remember I was an INFP or an INFJ, and now I'm just a sensing sensing. Mm. That's what mm. it is. S. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had the introvert and the feeling, and usually the judgment. It's judgment or perception. Um, that I, I tend to go back and forth on, but it's, I mean, it's pretty truthful. I was truthful and I feel that it fits me pretty well. Like I am an -hmm. introvert and I know that a lot of people who are not introverted have had such a tough time with COVID and Mm -hmm. quarantined and not able to do the things that they normally want to do. Meanwhile, I'm like, holy shit, if I don't have to talk to someone all day, I'm like, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what did you get? What did you get? I got INTJ. Nice. Uh, the architect. Ooh. So introverted, intuitive thinking, judging. 
turbulent. <laughs> um, it is the rarest personality type. Only 0.8% of women have it. Ooh. I'm, an, I'm imaginative yet decisive, ambitious yet I like my privacy, curious but focused. Like it's kind of like very Gemini ish, I think, but we're both mm-hmm. Gemini's. Right. My strengthness is that uh, quick wit, imaginative, and strategic mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. High self-confidence depends on the day. Independent, yeah. open-minded, and hardworking, which I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, um, we're both imaginative, and we're both like I thought that that was good that we both had that, considering they're kind of separate, like different answers. Totally. totally. Weakness is arrogant. Oh, judgmental, overly oh. analytical. I oh. loathe highly structured environments, and I'm clueless in romance. <sighs> but I think that those all kind of make sense, like. I think the clueless and romance makes a lot of sense. Unless it's somebody that you don't have to do a lot of work with. I think it works fine. But other than that, I'm just like, I don't know what you want from me. This sucks. Bye. Like <laughs> Bye. You know, my track record before I met Travis, I had a lot of bad luck. I don't like highly structured environments. I, that's again, it depends. I think it's a lot of it's dependent on the situation. Like I have, yeah. a big, I have a big respect for authority, but I also will not do well in a structured environment if people at the top don't know what the fuck they're doing <laughs> like totally just fair. let me take yeah. over because that's the over analytical yeah. side of me who like looks too into it i'm definitely can be arrogant and judgy so that makes sense that's what i love I just, about you just try to lock it up <laughs> you know don't tell anybody else that except for anybody listening right now shout yeah. out to my dentist if you're listening <laughs> that he might check it out when i went and got my oh, done the other day <laughs> that's so nice thanks Aww. for the tooth fixing was in and out like a the hot minute. One. Nice. <laughs> 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 oh, I remember that story. I remember those texts. Oh, all right. Well, that was fun. I like that test. Yeah. Thanks for sending that. That was uh, that was cool to learn a little bit. About. Yeah. I want to read more about like what it says because it gets into specific stuff about like yes. what kind of jobs are suited and what's like <clears throat> you know as of how are you as a friend? How are you as a, a colleague? How are you as a lover? Um, my have you ever taken an aptitude test before like I don't think so um I took I took one a few times and the always the very top result every time is a clinical ethicist ethicist Hmm. so basically it's somebody who works in a hospital who's not a doctor um but helps doctors and patients and their families make difficult decisions because apparently I'm so cold-hearted oh I I can remove myself yeah and help them choose a difficult Mm -hmm. treatment or something that they don't like I can just remove myself that's why I wanted to be a coroner yeah Um, that's why we'd both be like really good Olivia Benson's Totally. And like, even there was a child death review corner that came, corner that came up last year. And I, I was that. like, I could do that. I have all the qualifications. And I just thought, well, like John was like, I wouldn't be able to talk to you about your day. Like I wouldn't want to hear about it. And I, mm-hmm. like, uh, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus I don't want to be on call. I don't, I don't want to get called call at either. three it's in the a- three in the night to go look at a body, like a dead kid body. Yeah. You know, nine to five working nine to five. Without a flex day working. Anyway. Nine to five. More like seven to seven for you. Oof. All right. Sub Rosa. Sub Sounds Rosa. like a really bad restaurant. Ew. You yeah. can get subs there. Ew. Or rose. <laughs> the sauce, rose. not the drink. Ew. Yeah. Both. Oh, <laughs> gross. All right, here we go. Grandma was a healer, but obviously she couldn't heal herself. She's dead. Bye, <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> she dead. She dead. <laughs> you are dead. Boop, boop, boop. So, 
Dr. Crushin is rocking the orange blush and hairspray. Not horrid, yes. but it takes away from her natural beauty. Again, we're broken records about this. Yeah. Troy is watching Crusher cautiously, and Picard stands strong, just desperate to reach out and ravage Beverly and turn that frown upside down. But wait, there's a handsome mystery man who I know and love as Dracula in the movie Monster Squad. The sexiest Dracula, in my opinion. And also, he lives here on the island and is an accomplished artist. Fun fact. (laughs) The actor in this lives in Victoria. All right. Wait. He's in his mid-30s, really? That's the age the mystery man who threw a flower on the grave? He gives the doctor sexy eyes, and she picked up on it fast. She's not on Earth. She's in Cougar Town. Wait, is this Earth? I don't know. I gotta pay attention. Okay. <laughs> Picard is talking to the mayor due to do in, or who's in charge, and they are discussing Scotland. Beverly heads to Nana's house. The house is rustic, but like it looks so rustic that it probably has a lot of bugs and spiders. The doctor and Troy are reminiscing and talking about family, and then they spot a candle, an heirloom. It's been in the family for ages, she says, and she's going to keep it that way. She's going to keep that candle. She's going to light it. She's going to put on some very white, and you know the rest. (laughs) Troy leaves, and Beverly is alone in her Nana's place looking through her books and then her journal. She's snooping. A man sneaks in and blows out the candle, and Beverly comes running down and gets all snippy, and the guy was after the candle. It's cursed. It's gots to go. And Beverly puts her foot down and kicks the man out of the house. Howard women are stubborn, he warns, and he washes his hands of them all. You know what, bud? You could have brought this up earlier. If you were so concerned about the grandmother, you'd have contacted her granddaughter, right? Or, like, intervened with the candle before. Yeah, blow it out, man. You got a problem with it? Yeah, like, obviously the grandmother's not going to be able to run and stop you from blowing it out, like, or take it. And also, the candle is ugly. It is. Yeah, it looks like a tin can that had, like, beans in it earlier, and you put some holes in it. Totally. It's no Charmberoma <sighs> candle. I'll tell you what. Want one of those, too. Yep. There you go. They have Winnie the Pooh ones now. Oh. And a golden snitch. Yeah, um, I saw that. Yeah, I'm not really into it. Uh, so the mayor alien dude is up on the ship. No, he's not. This is his planet. I got confused. Uh, getting some upgrades, and they've discovered a storm system is coming, and there's some weird readings, and Jordy wants to fix it, and Data is going to do a diagnostic, and Jordy says, don't worry, we'll keep you dry. That's what he said. Dr. Crusher is telling Picard about her Nana's lover, and Picard is super interested in hearing about it while commenting inappropriately on the Howard women's libido. Inappropriate, boss. Yep. And then he says, 30s, and yes, he should be concerned. Or should he? So Crusher is in bed with full makeup. Uh, What? Wash your face, lady, though I'm not one to comment because I go to bed with makeup on all the time. Yeah. Uh, Wait, the blanket's moving. Her shoulder is exposed. She is not consenting to this. She wakes up after hearing a voice. So Troy and Crusher are talking the next day and she's telling her about the caresses and the touching and Troy is wanting all the details. It's a really awkward and uncomfortable conversation. It's not how women talk. Yeah. God knows if it was you and me talking about a dream, we'd be like way more raunchy and uh, totally. there'd be a big plate of nachos somewhere on that table. Thank yes. you. Yes. So Crusher's like blushing about her touchy, touchy dream. It's making Troy jealous about how all erotic it was. These ladies need to get laid. I'm yep. sorry. There's holodecks. How are you not banging it out after every shift? <laughs> right um so crusher is now back at the cemetery and she's apologizing to the guy who was her friend of her grandma's the guy who snuck in the house and she's apologizing and he's super forceful of the fact that the house is haunted the candle can't be lit he won't live in the house the guy's on a roll 
he says it's a ghost that's causing the weather issues and creating all this trouble and she thinks it's an overactive imagination and you know what i get it but then thunder and lightning strikes right then she rushes through the obvious california movie set and then boom lightning strikes my libido we see Worf with the long hair and they're talking about the storm and things are getting wet there's cumulonimbus activity all right beverly rushes into the house out of the rain and spots flowers everywhere so like if a guy like leaves a flower or like a bouquet that's nice that's cute but this is downright frightening and like something like a horror movie and what if she's allergic bless you you're allergic there's so many flowers even Haley's affected oh my god and so beverly starts seeing things she's like the ghost in the mirror and she's like getting felt up by the ghost's presence and he won't let her call the enterprise he told her they're becoming one when to become one more spice girls oh love it um the next day troy shows up in her workout gear and is questioning beverly you're seeing someone like yeah you're a telepath of course you're gonna say that she uses it with a smirk though i'm not seeing anyone she says unconvincingly (gasps) like yeah okay maybe i am and he's invisible so (laughs) troy can sense those nasty thoughts and beverly gives in and tells us about tells her about ronin the dude that was her grandmother's lover apparently this dude is passionate if my man left flowers like that and then told me I couldn't call up to my spaceship. I had scissor kick my way out of that house fast. <laughs> you hit the boss kick. of me. Uh, crush <sighs> I could never do a scissor kick with my back. Oh my God. Uh, my hips just aren't that like nimble. I get um, you. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe when I was 20. <laughs> Crusher confirms that she's not in love. She's just intrigued. I hope she's not in love. It's been like 12 minutes. I know. So there's fog on the bridge. It's super badass. And now I want a fog machine. It just kind of <laughs> rolled on us, says Riker. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, how'd Ned get on the ship? Is that the ship? Where are they? Data goes, oh yeah, they're in that thing that's on the planet. So I got, I got so confused with it. I'm like, are they on earth? It's not earth. Where are they? So it, it was badly on done. The planet. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. So Data's helping them because that old guy, Ned, is dead. He was trying to shut down the weather system and he got like zapped. Um, and he's not a mayor, he's a governor. So another thing I didn't pick up on earlier. Um, Beverly is like, oh my God, there's like plasma discharge. Um, she says to take Ned's back to the body to the ship. She's not gonna go because she wants to go see Ronan and she like runs into the room and he's like, Did you miss me? And then he like cups her chin, like this creepy, like turns her head. And I was like, This have either of these people ever been in like a semi-romantic scene of anything before? It was really just uncomfortable. Um, and then the fire was on like was there always a fire like is this safe like come on people like the fireplace doesn't have to always be running there's a this is a planet that's like being controlled by a big computer like figure it out yeah yeah um so now the green ghost mist is giving beverly crusher the rolling orgasms she's always dreamed of and she's like just on the couch having a time um and now she's on the ship in like normal clothes and she's like i'm leaving starfleet engage and then picard's like no delay that order no i'm just i'm ready to go i'm gonna resign engage and it's like or not engage enterprise what's the word Energize. Enterprise. Went down to the ship. Enterprise. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got my words mixed up because I'm trying to read all this shit that I wrote. I think I went into too much detail. So he's like, delay that order. And she's like, energize. And he's like, unless you plan to kidnap me. She says that. And it's like, dude, she's giving you the green light to like freaking do it. So just do it. But she doesn't. She goes, he goes, they're gone. And Troy tells Picard a bit about her concerns about Ronan. 
And Data's picking up some weird readings, and now Picard wants to meet this Ronan guy so he can size <laughs> him up. And now Beverly's in her best Lasanza, Lasanza, <laughs> polyester slip. I used to love steaming everything. That was like me too. Was steaming. Oh, that was like the best day. Oh, we got tons of satin in yeah, satin robes. Like yeah, steam the shit out of these. Um, so she's in her best slip and getting seduced on the couch awkwardly when the door knocks and she doesn't stop so he lets himself in what is with men letting themselves in on this, this episode so can you not do that please yeah. um he sees her on the chair just having a time and he's into he's into it but he kind of gives a cough and interrupts it and uh demands to see ronan who just kind of struts on down the stairs like conveniently what a douche just uh easing on into the weekend like uh, you know, just doing like a Jar Jar Binks into the room there with his arms <laughs> Picard is questioning him. He has answers. Data interrupts and says they want to exhume Nana's body. Ronan says, ain't gonna happen. Picard's like, zip it, it's gonna happen. Tries to do something, then they get zapped by Ronan and obviously Beverly makes her choice and stays with the captain as she should and is like trying to help him, but Ronan goes running off to stop the body from being exhumed. They're all outside. It's all a sound stage with fake rain and fake wind and dead Nana sits up and it's like so cheesy and yeah. zaps Jordy and Data and Ronan's trying to like pull her away to be like you're with me and she's like no I'm not and then she like gets all the answers instantly like she yeah. sees him for what he is he's an anaphasic being she's on a roll she's got it all figured out that means you've been doing this to my family forever. She calls him out for using her family. He says it was love. And she's like, no. And it's like, what do you think, Murray Povich? Ronan, you are not the candle. He threatens to kill Jordy and Dada. <laughs> I don't see what happens next. She puts down the candle. Somebody shoots something. She shoots him. He sh- comes at her. She shoots him again. And it's just like, he's done. And then she, yeah. she texts Riker, or like energizes Riker and says, we good. And then she's like, <laughs> on the ship now intend forward with Troy again get back to work ladies telling her the backstory and Beverly said she's a little sad and Troy wants to know why and Beverly said he made grandma very happy so she's like sad that she killed him or is she sad that he existed or what that's not an answer wait it's over oh okay yeah this episode I was like this is dumb so what did you think so here are my notes first of all great graveyard funerals we don't we don't really do that in Canada I don't know why to the gra- funerals, yeah. yeah, the funeral at the gravesite, and then like the grave goes in, but it's it's always on shows and stuff. I've just yeah. I've never seen it. I I've never think I kind of want to say we. I think for my grandmother, we didn't do a big funeral because there was such a small group of us that we all went to the place because it was at Ross Bay, which is like a really <gasps> how the hell did she get in there? I know. Well, that's where Sarah Murphy is, who I talked about earlier. Is is there too? There's a, pl- a plot because the family's been here since the 1800s. So Dude, we should go see. Like, yeah. So I know we were there, but I don't, from what I remember, recall it. Well, I think the the thing was there, and we watched it go. To, I want to say we did that, but it was very like no one ever has done this in the family. Like this is just because it was a dozen of us, and that was it. So why grandma didn't want to yeah. blah? I think. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I've, I recognize it as, as something that happens. I've just never, I've never done it. I've never known anyone who's done it other than yeah. maybe you. I thought Crusher looked fab. Unlike you, I don't fall asleep in a full face of makeup. Also, unlike Crusher. I really liked when Picard said exceptionally vigorous libidos. Mm. That's um, a good name for a band. <laughs> EVO. <laughs> um, I, also, did you pick up? <laughs> so good. Um, did you also pick up when... 
Crusher said, I feel so strange. Just like, <gasps> just like her son. Yes. Is this why I feel so good? Also, I thought about Ghost Rider. Do you remember Ghost Rider? Oh, Ghost Rider. Yeah. It would come on after Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Oh, love that show. Yeah. And then I was like, he lives in the candle. Um, And then I said, I would be so skeptical skeptical about Ronan. Like, was he ever in real form with the grandmother? And then I wrote, is he Q? (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, he obviously needs the candle, Haley. Nope. <laughs> and then I said, okay, so what's wrong with this, really, him using the candle to, to be a life form? And then I said, what the fuck was the point of this episode? <laughs> like, it wasn't one. Like, we've all imagined what it would be like to have Crusher all turned on beyond reason. But I felt like the whole episode was so focused on that. Or maybe I just focused on that. But it's like, it was d- gratuitous. And it ha- it, it did nothing for her. It did nothing for the plot of the show. It was bad. I, I kept thinking, like, why? Why did they use like a green fog that just remi- that makes me think of farts? Yeah, I just the whole thing was bad. I don't even remember how it ended because I think I probably started playing on my phone. This was and I, and I was surprised that this was fucking season seven. Yeah, when they should have goddamn known better. I know. Yeah. I know. So it's I. I'll probably watch it again at some point in my life. But oh, yeah. I. It's. I yeah it's not the best it's it's disappointing more now as an adult woman watching it than when I was a kid who was like ooh she's out of uniform like I remember being like so tickled whenever the characters were like wearing normal clothes that's why I like the episode Merry Men and like all those different ones so I'm like oh there you get to see them in like normal clothes like because you're at that age where your teachers are still like these mythical figures they're not just like adults that have like issues as well (laughs) like so to to watch it now and I'm just like oh god like can everyone stop breaking into this goddamn house if somebody walked into the house I i'd know. shoot them i don't even have a gun but i'd find one somehow i'd scissor you kick would. them <laughs> scissor kick scissor kick um uh, anyway i didn't i didn't and, like it no yeah it wasn't the best it wasn't, some facts wasn't and notes about it though you got one yeah i do okay. you got multiple i know you I do, do. <laughs> um fast fact uh names on the tombstones include Vader and McFly. Oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> I have seen those movies. <laughs> Yay, baseballs! Um, this was the last episode to be directed by Jonathan Frakes, though of course oh. he went on to direct First Contact and Insurrection. And he <laughs> put and, the erection in Insurrection. Yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Frakes. It's the planet rings. Um, <laughs> Also, he does some direction in Enterprise, so keep mm. your eyes out mm-hmm. for that. Mm. He's a good director. Mm-hmm. Um, the I hope title. That the microphone isn't picking up the um, washing machine. That I can hear a slight hum, but okay, it's okay. that's the it's washing machine. Ignore that, folks. I'm doing my laundry. Oh, I got to do my laundry too. Mm. Bye. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> log off. The, the title sub Rosa is Latin for, if you can believe it, under the rose, an expression oh. meaning secretly as roses were displayed at Roman gatherings as a signal that was, that what was said there was meant to be confidential. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is the only time it is mentioned that Beverly Crusher is of Scottish descent. Yes. Though it makes sense yes. with the hair and yeah. Howard. 
The notion of Beverly's grandmother being a healer can be traced back to the TNG episode, The Arsenal of Freedom, 1988. (laughs) Injured in a subterranean cavern, Beverly uses the medicinal knowledges of roots and herbs learned from her grandmother to assist Picard in treating her wounds. Whoa. Fascinating. At the 50th anniversary Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, STLV, oh, we would have been there right now on the last day. Ah! R.I.P. Um, fans voted this the sixth worst episode of the Star Trek franchise. <laughs> Holy shit! Bad. Well, mm. dude, it, it, it was, was pretty it bad. was it was a bad episode. Mm-hmm. Beverly's grandmother was said to be at least a hundred years old at the time of her death, though her gravestone gives her birth year as twenty two ninety one, which would make her only about seventy nine, which is actually much closer to the actual age of the performer, who was about eighty years old at the time. Interestingly, interestingly. Um, oh actress the actress would in fact live to be over a hundred years old good for her ellen ellen albertini dow played the grandma Hmm. very cool deanna and dr crusher are inside nana's house after the funeral service deanna tells dr crusher that she will head back to the ship then deanna exits the house through the front door why can't she just tap her comm badge and have the Enterprise transport her from inside the house? Is there an unspoken transporter etiquette which doesn't allow a person to beam directly in or out of a person's house? Well, people can yeah. open the freaking door all as much as they want, so why the hell can't they just start beaming in? Yeah, That's totally. Enterprise! <laughs> um. <laughs> Attention, engage. Enterprise. Beam me out. <laughs> what? <laughs> beam me in. Um, beam me down. Uh, after the funeral at the beginning of the episode, Dr. Crusher asks Deanna to come with her to her Nana's house and they both leave the cemetery together. In the next scene though, Picard is talking to the governor and they arrive at the fence and Deanna can be seen in the background roaming the cemetery on her own. (laughs) (laughs) Yet in the following scene, she arrives with Dr. Crusher at the house. I love that continuity error bullshit. It's like my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just roaming around the cemetery but, but i got lost the premise of the story revolves around the women of the howard family from mother to daughter however uh traditions of scottish history would dictate that the women when married would no longer be howard women and neither would their descendants yet oddly 800 years later beverly's grandmother is still a howard oh this is not explained so, well what if she name. married someone with the last name howard oh my god incest is that Come what on. you're saying <laughs> bro takes yeah, one it, and no one what <laughs> <laughs> fucking no Goule. it was a rough episode it was so it was like somebody was trying so hard to make it so sexy and yeah. then somebody was like no this is too hot for tv like kids watch it oh okay well we'll just like make it green mist instead of pink mist and she's still like writhing around on the couch they got a leather I couch so probably making sounds like on the leather couch yeah, like just gross. totally like just it was over and above like someone who who didn't who was maybe a virgin and made it up <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, or this I'm is how of... women masturbate they wear a satin slip yeah, with yeah. the fireplace on <laughs> their nana's on purpose nana's quilt on their lap oh, oh god. my god <laughs> tea brewing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's no, not, it was it was no good. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. But you're right, though. I would watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'll, like I'll watch it again. Party. <laughs> yeah, like I'll watch it again. But I'm not gonna like seek it out. No. And I was really excited too about the ghost sex. Anyway, 
disappointing. Yeah. Oh. Just a candle man. Um, Would like to love you, but I was just a kid. <laughs> oh. gone long before. Your legend never did. Bye, bye, little Sebastian. It's like <laughs> 5,000 candles in the wind. <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. <laughs> we are the world. I don't even know where we're, we're just starting down our weird singing. Thing. <laughs> All right. It's time to rewind. Wind, 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 wind. Because this is like literally the Sunday the last day of STLV, I thought, you know, I've been lamenting, like, I miss traveling so much, but we've talked about STLV so mm-hmm. much. So why don't you tell me a little bit about some of your favorite trips that you've taken ever? I'll, how about I tell you a funny story from a trip that I took a couple years ago with um, with my other friend. Okay. We went to Mexico because she'd never been. She's like, let's go to Mexico. And I was like, okay. And when we checked in, they were like, yo, here's like a 40% off coupon for the spa, but you have to use it within 24 hours. And we're like, okay. So we look at the brochure and we're like, okay, like everything's $150 for like a massage. I can get that at home, like put in for it because I could just get an RMT and get it covered or whatever. And so we ended up looking at these package deals. And there's this one that was like, you get access to all of the amenities and pools and hydrotherapy. And then you get an hour and a half massage for two people. So it was called, it was called the romantic spa getaway. And we're like, whatever, let's just do it. We get to the spa. Like this was a gorgeous resort. Like this was such a nice resort in Mexico. And I felt like an asshole the whole time, but whatever we get, we get there, put our bathing suits on. There was like two pools inside there. One was really like really quite hot. And the other one was like ice cold. And you just go in between each. And then there was another pool outside that had a bunch of different spraying things, depending on the intensity and um, lo- location uh, you wanted it to be in. What and they was had spraying like, on you exactly? Water. Okay. Yeah. Um, the hand gestures you were giving for those who can't see was very much <laughs> not. <laughs> is she skiing or is she in a gay? Um, Does she have a, <laughs> a shake weight? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, and so they had, it was so, it was really nice. Like the cucumber water and like apples. I don't know. They're green apples. So my fave, um, like infrared sauna, steam room showers that had like infused, like, like essential oils and shit. Anyway, it was great. So then we get called to the massage room and they're like, Oh, are you wearing your swimsuits under your robes? And we're like, no, because we're getting a massage. And they're like, Oh, well you have to go put them on because like there, you have to go to the, the jacuzzi first. And so if you already hate putting on a bathing suit, I'll tell you right now that there's something worse and that's putting on a fucking wet bathing suit. Oh, yeah. One piece. It was impossible. Oh, there's, there's jumping. There's snapping. There was ripping. Yeah. It was just bad. So, so we're back in our swimsuits and we get to this private room. They open the door and there's like, like the room is massive and there's two massage tables and like the lights are dimmed and there's a jacuzzi that's sort of sunk into this stage and the, two ladies like take us 
um, take our hands and they lead us up the, the these like steps to the stage to get into the jacuzzi and like so there's upon, a stage and then, okay. it's, it's like on a stage but in a stage anyway it was a very odd room <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's being filmed for somebody on some weird website to watch yeah totally well it could have been there was a lot of places things could have hidden in there and so anyway we get closer to the, the jacuzzi and it's like quite obviously like a single size jacuzzi and I'm like okay so we like try to jam in and like we're sitting across from each other but they like insists that we sit next to one another so we're like knocking knees and, and like, they're like put your head back and like they give us these nice head massages and then they put a cool cloth over our eyes and then we heard this champagne pop and pour <gasps> I know and then they take the cloth off of our eyes and they gave us our glasses of champagne and then they walked to the door and they said we'll be back in 20 minutes and they turned off the light and left <laughs> Because it was the romance package. So, I know. It's just so like my girlfriend's like, what the hell are people supposed to be doing in here for 20 minutes? And she's like, this jacuzzi is kind of cold. I'm like, it's people are supposed to be getting it on. And so anyway, so we just drank the champagne and talked about boys. And um, and they came back in 20 minutes. And then we started our like hour and a half massage. And I kid you not, the entire time I spent trying to figure out half of $380, which is how, how much the, the spa package was. I never got there. I never what, figured 90? it out. I, I think it is. But I tried, like, you know, like, what's half of 38? And then add a zero. It's 380. An hour and a half. It's 380, you said, right? Yeah. What's close to 380? It's 400. 400. What's half of 400? 200. How many away from 380 is 200? It's, or 400. It's 20. So 10 minus that. So it's 190. I'm just going to have to trust you. But anyway, so I couldn't, I couldn't get there. And then uh, at the end of, uh, at the end of the, the massage, um, Cheyenne, like they left so we could get dressed and Cheyenne's like, Oh my fucking God, I have to pee so bad. And I think she ended up peeing in the jacuzzi. I can't remember. They had drained it. (laughs) They had drained it, though. (laughs) Were you in there? No! (laughs) I had a jellyfish sting, I swear to God. Yeah. I stepped on a piece of broken glass at the beach, got infected even though I peed on it. Um, (laughs) I just watched that episode. Anyway, uh, it was a really cool, it was a really cool trip. Um, We met these, this gay couple who were just like hilarious and amazing. They had like a Disney sing along (gasps) one night and the bartenders all knew that I liked Vino Blanco and I just, put it in my like fucking Bubba keg mug, like just Hoover a whole bottle of wine in there, walk around day drinking, ended up getting super sick. Um, just from the, <laughs> just from the food. I love, I like, I love Mexico. Uh, and what I really wanted was like some authentic Mexican cuisine. And that's just not what you get at those resorts there. It's the Mexican equivalent of an Americanized bastardized version of something else. And oh yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll never eat French and onion soup again. <laughs> it was French. Why? Anyway. French onion soup on a tropical. Ooh. Oh, it was at the French restaurant. And anyway, we had to leave. We had to leave halfway through the meal. I'm oh, like, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's. I've only really been um, to Mexico 
and um, Hawaii and Vegas mainly as my as my main trips. But I mean, I'll go into Thailand another time. That was like life changing. Oh, we were recording when you were on that trip too. Yes. Yeah. So we've talked about that one because I was thinking about the same thing when I was thinking about when I went to Texas a couple times. I was like, yeah. oh, I already talked about that on the podcast. I know. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about your vacation because I'm like, what? What? When is she going to say? Because you've been to so many places. You and Bregett, where you used to travel all the time. I know. Um, I don't. I think any trip specifically would be like the winter because there's been so many cool things. Like when I was 16, I went to Liverpool and got to go on a Beatles tour that took me on a magical mystery tour to like Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields and their houses that they grew up in when they were kids and on the Albert mm-hmm. Dock. We've, uh, yeah, like Texas was rad, like going to Waxahachie which is like a really small little town and found that like random antique store full of Trek stuff. And I couldn't fit it all in my luggage. It was like a struggle, yeah. but the struggle worked in the house that Airbnb we stayed at that had cats everywhere. And it was like the door didn't lock. Yeah. It was creepy. And when we went to San Antonio and stayed at that haunted hotel, the Menger hotel next to the mm. Alamo <gasps> and saw the Alamo um, going to the Motown museum in Detroit was rad. I like going to Arizona when we stay at Brad's, parents friends house so we have like our own pool and our own house to stay at and it's just like super relaxing because most of our trips are never relaxing hanging out yeah. with the guys from gas monkey garage getting bottle service in vegas shit yeah going to vegas and getting food poisoning and then busting my foot and being in a wheelchair that was a good trip mm-hmm. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. being guns and roses i don't know they've all been good <laughs> i just i just want to i just have an itch to like be on a road trip is that all we got? I think so. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm kind of Ooh. like, I'm tired. I'm winding down. It's because I haven't had anything to drink either. This has been a sober broadcasting. <sighs> it has been. It Whoa. was too early to start drinking. I'm like, it's like 2.30. I'm like, that's oh, not going to happen. Already, but <laughs> well, that's, that's lunch drinks. Yeah. I feel like this episode didn't give us the energy and excitement that we wanted it to. It actually no. was a bad skip it yeah. episode uh for a rating scale i'm gonna give it fog rolling it, 45 <laughs> minutes of fog and 55 minutes of green fart gas oh god Just stinky and bad muggy. muggy it's a muggy episode it was bad and they should feel was, bad they should feel bad can we get a formal apology online for this episode? yeah <laughs> what um, are we gonna do next what do you want to do next well i think it's oh, so i picked the last like the last good episode. So why don't you pick a new good episode? Okay. I have two choices. It could either be one that it's, I think it's really, really good, but it's actually considered a skip it. Or I have one that everyone all agree that is like a really, really good episode. There's the one rascals where they're turned when Captain Picard, Keiko, and then they're turning into kids. Yeah. And they're running amok on the ship, which I just, I love that episode, but it, it's a skip it by some people's standards. Or oh, um, Lower Decks, season seven, which is my favorite episode of all time. And that's the one where you get the perspective of the ensigns on the ship. And it's, yeah. it's sad and it's good. And it's, they're both to me win-win episodes to watch. So... Well, I really feel like I don't want to like jinx anything, but I think this podcast is going to be around for a long time. And I think we'll probably end up watching both of those eventually anyway. So let's watch Rascals. Okay. Because it's still sticking with the theme of like, it's a skip it. Yeah. According to Bill and Dan. Well, what do they know? I know. Well, 
I mean, they've been spot on with some of these. They did warn yeah, us. That's true. <laughs> you guys shouldn't see these episodes. Well, we're going to watch them. You can't tell us what to do. Oh, these yeah. are horrible episodes. I want to quit the podcast. <laughs> I know. Oh, I don't want to do Have you seen it? No. <laughs> All right. Well, this cool. means, though, if we're doing Rascals, you're going to have to do the synopsis of it. Which oh, I think okay. would be really fun because I, I, I could I could probably like say the whole episode line for line right now. I think it'd be really good. All right, all right, all right, all right. So all right, take right. whatever approach you want. If you want to keep it brief, if you want to get specific, this is this is your one. Too. I just act out one man show the entire yes. thing, the whole transcript. Yes. I'm excited for this one. Okay, cool. I like it. Okay. Good idea. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Well, I'll close cool. this out. Do you want me to close this out? Yeah, I got nothing. I got something I want to say about the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. They got a lot of stuff going on right now, like yeah. some new shows, like Discovering Trek will be doing uh, Lower Decks. Actually, we're going to be recording episode one tonight. That's going to be with uh, Bill and Dan and Casey Shafsky. You know about Five Year Mission. You know about Politrex, Game Night. But have you heard about Science Station 2, a Star Trek science podcast? That's coming soon. <laughs> as is Infinite Track, another one on the network. So they have been announced on Twitter, so that's very exciting. I just would like to say thank you to our supporters on Patreon. If you are a Patreon supporter, that's super awesome, and and we love that. If you aren't and want to know more about it, go to trekgeeks.com, find the link, and you'll get more information, and you'll get access to unedited versions of the episodes and some other cool stuff. Thank you to Five Year Mission for that awesome music that you get to hear. Check out their show. they got new episodes coming out all the time, and they're super funny, guys. Thank you to Fansets. Thanks, Bill and Dan. Thanks, Haley. Hey. Just for, you know, being you. I love you. Love you. I want to I sit in a tepid water tub with you and drink champagne sometime. We should go. Lights on and then off, but then on again. And then we find a dimmer well, and make it nice so we don't get, like, headaches. Yeah. Well, it was the lights were off, and I forgot to mention that there were, like, those little, like, pin Twinkly lights. Oh. Yeah, like, in the, in the, it was actually really pretty, oh, and I was fun. like, damn. Anyway. Nice. That is romantic. Yeah. Um, Facebook, there's Camp Kittimer. It is a great place to go to talk Trek and not have any douchebags saying mean things. It's a very positive place to be. For us, you can find Trek Rewind on Twitter. Of course, it's Trek Rewind. And you can also use our code at Fansets to get 15% off. It's Rewind in caps locks. R-E-W-I-N-D. Rewind. <laughs> Rewind. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, All right, girl. this is it for a Sunday. We did it. Okay. Another did one it. knocked out of the park. Yeah. It was a, it was a riot. It, all right. Oh, my God. All right. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Bye. 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 Music for Rewind is provided by Five Year Mission. They're writing an original song for each episode of Star Trek. Hear more of their music at fiveyearmission.net. Rewind is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.